Welcome back to About Last Night. I'm your host, Anna Wiest, an advocate for justice, with Francis Scarcella, reporter for The Daily Item. Small-town crimes sometimes go less noticed by the media and, therefore, the public. About Last Night is bringing these cases to the forefront to get the attention that they need and deserve. This season will cover several cases, some old, some new, all of which justice has yet to be served. It's a Sunbury woman who went missing uh, in April of 20... The missing persons case of Corey Edkin. Uh, the death of Matthew Hoy. The missing persons case of Tracy Crow. We are covering these cases and more. All small town crimes that we are bringing to the forefront. This is About Last Night, a true crime podcast. Produced by Harv Productions, LLC. <laughs> We've been tagged in a lot of posts recently about the arrest of Amanda Parker, sister of three-year-old Arabella Parker, whose murder we covered in season two, and we are continuing to investigate. We saw and appreciated everyone reaching out about the arrest. Fran and I wanted to wait until today's episode to discuss it so that we could tell you all about what went down. First and foremost, we're going to talk about Something that just happened over the past week that many of you have been tagging us in, wanting some feedback on it, or just wanting us to take a look at it. And Fran, you reached out to me about this pretty early on. Um, So tell me what you knew or how you found out. I mean, you know, we got the phone call from uh, police that there was an arrest made. And uh, it was Amanda Parker, Arabella's half-sister. I've spent countless time speaking with her prior to all this, and... She's been on the show in our second season. Yeah, she was on the show. It's very sad because the the fact is, is I think she's a very... She's a young mother. She's very good to her children. So for everybody out there saying that it was that this was uh, an abuse case I'm not necessarily sold on that I don't have any of that information and even in the police reports there's none of that it's an endangerment uh charge that was a, that was put on her uh that could be various reasons you know if you're going to have a child you need to be responsible so you can you know run into a store and leave your child in a car and you can get charged with endangerment so of course it is some sort of abuse, but it's not, it's not what happened to Arabella by any means. And my understanding is is that the child has uh, been released from the hospital and is doing better uh, from whatever accident that that may have occurred. So you don't know like what happened. That I led don't. To the we won't arrest. find that out until the preliminary uh, hearing that comes up. And and obviously I'll be there, and I do feel bad for her and her family because they are. Like I said, I've only witnessed her ever to have uh, great relationships with their with their children, uh, mm-hmm. especially her older child. So, but I don't know what goes on behind closed doors. None of us know what goes on behind closed doors. I know she battles a lot of things, uh, demon and demons in her own mind. So I know she does all that. And then again, uh, it's just a sad situation all over the place. And so, of course, the, the the news of it is because it's Arabella's sister. Yeah. So, so as because, a refresher, just for everyone. Amanda Parker is a sister 
to Arabella. Half sister. Yep. Half sister. So they have the same dad. Correct. And Arabella Parker is the three-year-old that we covered in season two, who was brutally beaten and killed by her mother's boyfriend, Jared Burgess. Um, but I've seen something I wanted to kind of put out there is I've seen a lot of comments and stuff on social media that's saying, oh, it must run in the family. Oh, and yeah, I just wanted yeah. to, yeah, I just, I feel like we should make it clear that like Samantha Delcamp, Jared Burgess, Amanda Parker, they're not blood related. Like, no, that's not even, genetic. No, I and mean, I mean, technically, you know, if, if Amanda's dad would have got married to Samantha, it would have been her stepmother. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. And, but, but like, I don't know. It's just, I think a lot of people are jumping to conclusions on that 100% front. 100% jump to conclusions. And they don't really know. If this was yeah. not the name of who it was, mm-hmm. it would just be another case that, that goes into the system. Yeah, so, so I just think, but as reporters, read I mean, into it a little bit more. Is and, yeah. So, but I think people are reading the headline and jumping to, oh, like it runs in the family course. instead of yeah, digging and realizing that. That's it's easy to do. You know, yeah. It's easy to do and yeah. put out there. So. But, uh, again, we'll, we'll get more information and we'll update it as, as we can. Mm -hmm. The 30-day deadline for Northumberland County children and youth continues to rapidly approach. As of today, we have not heard anything from them since we received the final determination from the Office of Open Records. Their 30 days will be up on February 25th. Second thing, the right to know. We still haven't heard anything from Northumberland County children and youth. Not a word, huh? Nope, nothing. Absolutely nothing. Um, the 30 days technically would be up on February 25th, but that's a Saturday, so we figure they have till February 27th to get back. Even March 1st <laughs> is acceptable. Yeah. What do you think? I, I don't know. What happens if we don't, if I don't get anything? Then you immediately file an injunction in court. Uh, that would be in Northumberland County. And there would be a hearing scheduled and they would have to answer why they didn't follow the Office of Open Records ruling. Uh, and they would be ordered to provide, they would be at that point, I mean, ordered by a, by a county court, by a judge, to turn over the documents at that point. And there is sanctions. I think they can be fined. Every day that it's not turned over, you can't just disregard it, and, mm -hmm. and that's. And this isn't saying that they are; nope, they still have time to get it to us. Sure. I'm just, they could be working you know, on, yeah. just in case. They could be working on, but I know you're prepared to to move forward at any given time in the in it. So who knows? We'll see what happens. And again, it's going to be interesting to see exactly what you get because even if that's the case, you can still go to the county courts and say, um, yeah, this isn't what was ordered. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens here because the initial denial was, was we're just not giving it to you. They gave no explanations. They gave nothing. So mm. we're going to, we're going to, uh, stay on it and find out. I so what happens if they give me stuff, but we don't think it's everything they should have given? You can appeal. You can appeal that to the county court and have the judge come in and look at what was ordered by the OOR as opposed to what they gave and all of their responses, which is very limited. Mm -hmm. So Next to nothing. Next to nothing. So you have to, in the beginning, pretty much provide answers of why. And again, I have a real problem with it myself on your end for the fact that uh, they denied it 
without even without any kind of proper search because had they have done their due diligence and searched it correctly, you would have found that a lot of the documents were made public in a courtroom, mm -hmm. which made them public. So how can you deny what's already been made public in a court of law? Mm -hmm. But they just denied it, which, which, I mean, leads me to believe that they didn't even do a search. They did no search whatsoever, in my opinion, because, again, if you did, you would say, well, wait, here's 15 or 16 documents that were made public during the trials. So how do you deny it? How do you say no? How do you deny those as being public? Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens in the next two weeks. We'll be right back. Sholly Insurance Agency is an independent insurance company that has been family owned and operated since 1985. When you enter their branches in Lewisburg and Sealands Grove, you will be welcomed by local agents who understand your needs and want to help you find the right coverage at the best price. Locally based and community oriented, Sholly Insurance will help you protect what you love. Head to sholleyagency.com for more information. Sholly Insurance Agency, we're here to help. Anything else big that's happened in the past week? There's always something big happen. Uh, right now, we're checking into uh, a million different things that you know we don't want to put out until we have more information on. But there's just so much that goes on around here. It's crazy. And, and I know you've been busy out there. You're, you're big into... Uh, the featurey, colory, nice kind of things that you've been working on. So, uh, so I'm going to actually turn it around and ask you. So, you went to a couple different, or you are starting to do a couple different plays or musicals, and you're going to start doing all that. That's in your background. You're uh, you were terrific when you were at uh, Shiklemi. So, tell us what you've been seeing out there with the young talent coming up. Yeah. So I think um, with the musicals that'll be starting up just in a few weeks here. Actually, I think I'm going to be going to some maybe many of them and just kind of seeing them i might be writing some reviews about different valley musicals i'm excited that was something i really enjoyed when i was in high school and i still like to go and see so i'm excited i think that'll be a lot of fun um i just got to go to warrior run middle school i did a story about their Susical Junior, which they were really cute. They were excited. It's just fun to see the kids kind of in that atmosphere. And because I remember what it was like the week before a show when you're all excited sure. and you can't wait to get on stage and have people in the audience. So that's a lot of fun. Were I they do excited like to, to see that. you there as a reporter too? And, yeah, and yeah. Taking pictures. And then I'm asking them questions. And of course, th these are middle schoolers, so they were young and they're all nervous about answering, and it's cute. And you remember that even being I for don't you. remember nervous because you were the one asking me questions. <laughs> true, true, <laughs> true. So you weren't, but you also had to deal with a photographer and everything yeah, else, and then yeah. and then you had to actually perform as you were there too. So yeah. So for you, it's kind of like full circle. Then they go around. It is. And it's start. very full circle. I wrote a story that should be in soon about the Shigalimi forensics team and their um, performance at a tournament and that was another full circle for me because I remember um, doing that kind of thing and I think a lot of that experience is what led me to where I am now and to doing this so it's it's very cool to be able to do that. But. And did you like that with the forensics? Because you were you went you traveled to where was Texas or somewhere, right? Where did you? I go? went to a bunch of different places. I went to Madison, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. I went to Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah. I went to several like national tournaments that were in different states, and it was a lot of fun. They don't. 
I think for the past couple years, they really haven't been traveling like that. They've been doing a lot of stuff virtually, but I think this year they're going to get to start traveling again, which... And you enjoyed that, so that's... Yeah. So then they go back and talk to these kids who have who have uh, a hope and skill to get there. Do you mm-hmm. see anybody that can be performing on the national level? Um. Yeah, there's a middle schooler. He's actually in sixth grade. His name's Egan Schimmel, and he actually... He placed first, and this tournament that I... Um, that they were in. It was a national tournament, um, but it was virtual. It was California-based, but it had schools from all across the country, um, I think like 11 different states. He plays first in his category, and he actually went straight ones, which means in forensics terms that he was ranked first in every single round, which is really great. It's the best you can do, basically. So I think, especially being a sixth grader, he has a lot of potential. I could definitely see him going far. See, for now, for you as a now adult in this, <laughs> you get to see all the schools, whereas before you were just kind of concentrated on Shikalemi. Mm-hmm. Now you get to go out and branch out and see talent from all over the place. I think I'm judging I'm judging a forensics tournament this weekend. Oh, the district forensics oh, tournament. Right. So I'll get to see everybody right. again. <laughs> but at least now you're seeing as a different level mm. as opposed to just being like stationed in Shikalemi. Mm-hmm. So yeah. is that neat experience for you? That now? is. It's cool. It's cool to be able to go to other schools and see their atmosphere. You know, yeah. it's very different. I got but... a lot of messages and, and, and uh, from people that I've been dealing with that, that listen that uh, love the fact that this is going on and that, you know, you're slowly branching out to do these various different things. So what what is next as far as like, I know we're going to, uh, you're going to make an announcement here about some something that's going to happen weekly, but as far as that goes, what's next? Like, are you, are you just ready to go hit the pavement and, and get into the crime scenes and get into the nitty gritty of, of, politics and reporting and the whole nine yards oh yeah i mean college graduation is creeping up on me it's a little scary but it's coming up in just a few short months which is exciting but a little nerve-wracking um so i'm excited to have this going and to have some journalism work under my belt as kind of a head start so what's next we've mentioned to you guys about launching a second show a weekly show covering current news throughout the susquehanna valley and I am happy to announce that we are launching that show. We've decided to call it In the Know, and we will be launching it next week. The show will be available every Friday and will consist of a weekly roundup of news, Fran's reporting, my reporting, and just a general roundup of what's going on in the area. We're going to launch a second show here in mm, the next week. Um, so it's going to be called In the Know. You'll be able to find it wherever you listen to About Last Night. And this is the show where we're going to take this weekly reporting and these weekly updates. You know, whatever Francis is covering, even the smaller things that I cover, we'll talk about sure. here. And whatever whatever's going on in all of the valleys. Yeah. So that's not yeah. just necessarily what I'm doing, but it could be what everybody's doing going across mm-hmm, the valley. Mm-hmm. So We'll bring in any, like, Absolutely. breaking stuff, like, not necessarily on the days that we release our weekly episodes, but we can bring in smaller episodes of breaking news. Um, And we did get some feedback after last week that people are interested in that kind of thing. And about last night is where we're going to keep this um, season-based kind of cold case slash past true crime case um, kind of content. So I am actively working on a season of past true crime and that will be hitting about last night 
very soon. And that one is, uh, everybody's going to remember, that was a worldwide case. And uh, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but well, it was just a... Well, I mean, actually, this may be the last episode that we put on About Last Night until that we start running that case. So I'll go ahead and put it out there. So we are working on a season about um, Miranda Barber. Which I know all too well. <laughs> yeah. Which I know all too well. So. so you may know them. If you don't know the name, uh, Miranda Barber was a, a, a teenager, 18 years old, who came to central Pennsylvania. With her boyfriend, with Elliot. Elliot Barber. And they decided then. Well, uh, yeah, husband, husband. Very f- new husband. Newlywed husband. <laughs> came and, and met a man online and decided that they just wanted to kill somebody just to kill somebody. So... Craigslist killers. Yep. So we're going to take you through the whole uh, start to finish in case you don't know about it. In case you do know about it, there's going to be a lot of stuff in there that was never published, that was never reported. And this was something you were doing for school anyway. So it kind of mm-hmm. kind of worked out. And uh, uh, it's going to be interesting to see. And yeah. uh, I think we're going to hear from Miranda Barber herself, which is going to be something that... Uh, Anna knows that there's still contact, so we still find out from time to time what's been going on and and uh, and the latest and and uh, from was, prison from prison and and it was like uh, so we're gonna get that and you're gonna actually hear from hear from Miranda herself throughout that season. So I think it'll be interesting. Um, like in a lot of the planning that I'm doing, I think we're gonna go from like start to where she is now so like we're gonna go from the crime we're gonna go through the timeline I think um but then I also really want to dig into the social history of Miranda because I think that has so much to do with the crime and and we're gonna get into satanism in this where yeah I I mean that's all part of the social history like there's so much background to this woman woman now teenager at the time but and where I had a run-in with the Church of Satan. Yeah. And had to leave had to leave the area for a day or two just to <laughs> just to be safe. We're gonna get into all of that, which is I mean, my God, that you you were you're talking this is what, ten years ago. Mm-hmm. So you were ten. Ten. So you were just not even <laughs> Yeah. And and I was getting whisked away to various states to be out of the Yeah, I didn't the, even know you then. Yeah. Out of the picture uh for it. It's just a lot of stuff that was never published. So. Yeah. So we're going to get into all that. And that will be what's coming up on this, on About Last Night, very soon. But stay tuned on Facebook and Instagram and everything on Harv Productions LLC because new information about our new show, In the Know, will be keeping you posted about all that. Um, and we'll be starting that soon here. And I know real fast before we go that we're going to, uh, you also had said we're going to get some guests on that, that, you know, that aren't the normal guests, uh, whether that be some psychologists, some therapists. Some yeah, that's something I'd case. really like to do with the Miranda Barber case, because yep. I think, especially like I said about that social history, how I yep. think it has so much to do with this crime. I'd really yep. like to get that professional kind of input about how, like, someone's history sure. and mental capacity impacts and I know three those of the, acts. I know three of the people that she spoke to therapist-wise, and we have all the contacts and stuff yeah. like that. So that'll be interesting, just stuff that wasn't... That will that was just better told than read, I guess is the mm-hmm. is the best way to say it, because it's very weedy, I guess, to get into the weeds on it. It's just better uh, told 
so you can listen instead of actually reading those kind of words. But not only just that, we're going to get just people on that uh, that are doing good things in the valley too. So I know mm -hmm. you're going to. Yeah, I know there's going to be times where we're going to interview these forensic kids that are doing great mm -hmm. because you know, know yeah. because you know how it is they get highlighted like that. And it's something yeah. that they can always remember and go back to and see. So, mm -hmm. so we're going to do a bunch of that stuff, and, and I'm looking forward to it. And I'm I'm proud of everything that you've been doing, and <laughs> and uh, I just keep I I for those that don't know, it's all the time I keep asking her, uh, you better get into a crime scene soon, and and. She doesn't give this. That's the response she gives and just looks in awe about it. So, Yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> there you have it. Coming soon on About Last Night, we will be covering the Craigslist killers, Miranda and Elliot Barber. And next week, we are launching a brand new show, In the Know, which will be available wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us at Harf Productions LLC to stay up to date on everything we have in the works. We'll be back soon.